So you just pointed out that we've got the four P's today. Yes. Pets, participation. Podcom. And payments. Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> well, we'd better get on with it then. I'm Jimmy Thompson. And I'm Sue Williams. And this is the Flat Chat Wrap. So, participation. Because we think, um, although we hope people like the sound of our voices, we think there should be more voices on the podcast. That would be a great idea. And specifically, we think it should be your voice, dear listener. <laughs> because we want to hear just, it doesn't have to be anything too controversial, just questions, you know, or topics that you think we should discuss. Or an experience that would be interesting for our listeners as well. Yep. Just don't name any names and don't make any accusations, although we can edit all that stuff out. In fact, you send us a, a raw audio file and we'll fix it up. It doesn't matter about the quality of the content. Um, we won't let anything untoward go to air. So so how does that happen, Jimmy? How do they get a raw audio file? Well, you, when you do your podcasts on the Traveller thing for the Sydney Morning Herald, as well as doing a kind of Zoom conversation, you you record on a separate device. That's right. I think most people use their phones. Yeah. Or you yeah. can do it on a microphone as well. Yeah. So mm. if you have, and who doesn't have a phone these days, a mobile phone, a smartphone, record the message on your smartphone, save the file, email it to us at mail at flat-chat.com.au and we'll try and get it into the next podcast. Yeah, and preferably don't do it when you're in the pub and you're talking to lots of people and it's really noisy or, or when the, the train's going past. Yes, the bathroom. Yeah, find somewhere nice and um, not echoey, like your bedroom. A lot of radio journalists, when they're on the road, will even if they're in an airport, which can be quite noisy, they sit with a blanket over their heads. Right, that's a so good. So if idea. you ever see anyone in an airport, if we ever get to go to airports again. If you ever see anyone in an airport with a blanket over their head, they are possibly doing a podcast. Or they're they've, possibly they're dead. And <laughs> somebody's covered them or up. Or doing something extremely suspicious. Yeah. Mm. But I would say the chances are they're doing some sort of radio thing. So mm. basically what you want to do is cut down any echoes around you. So go into somewhere like the bedroom's good because it's got a lot of soft surfaces. And sticking your head under a blanket is another way of doing this. And just speak clearly. Yeah, and maybe even write down the point you want to make before you say it, which I wish I had done before I did this. <laughs> okay. And you've had a lot of practice too. I have, I have. Right, so that's that's our call to action. Send us your questions or your comments or your thoughts or your requests for topics for us to discuss, and we will do our best. After this, we are going to talk about pets. Yeah, now we're going to talk about pets. I mean, pets have been in the news for such a long time with apartments just recently. Um, we had that big case went to NCAT where two buildings that weren't allowed to have pets were suddenly made to permit pets. Briefly. Briefly. And then we had the appeals panel of NCAT ruling that the apartment buildings were quite entitled to refuse to have pets. Yes. But now one of the people in one of the buildings is now going to the Court of Appeal to challenge that judgment. Right. And at the same time, she's started up a petition to go to the New South Wales Parliament yep. to try and change the law. Yes. 
So that's kind of an interesting development, really. I mean, we've yet to see how she's going to fare at the Court of Appeal, although she's had a GoFundMe campaign to help raise funds for that, and so mm. far she's raised over 25000 All right, that's yeah. something. Yeah, absolutely. But, mm. you know, legal fees being what they are. It's just a drop in the bucket, really, but I guess it shows how strongly some people feel about this yep. issue and how many people they're giving $20, $50, $100 to help her. Yeah. But now also she's started this petition along with somebody from the other building that has banned pets um, to try and force New South Wales Parliament to, to, to change the Strata Schemes Management Act. Yeah. And basically they want to make sure that pets being allowed into in apartments should be the default position. Right. And then you'll need a 75% vote to vote against pets. So right. buildings can still, you know, under this new, under this petition... Some buildings that really where a majority, a vast majority, over 75% of their residents don't want pets, they can mm. still vote for that. But it's going to be much harder for them to do so. But the thing is, at the moment, you know, a new building, the bylaws are set up before, uh, you know, for approval at the first AGM. And the standard bylaws are that you can have pets as long as there's two options. One is that you can have pets provided you tell the committee or strata committee or whatever that you're going to have a pet or you can have pets if you ask for permission which may not be unreasonably refused mm. now those buildings could still say we don't want to have pets at all mm. before they even get to that first agm the the developer can instruct the strata manager put the bylaw in that we don't want pets but in most places most new apartment blocks there's one of those two options is going to be the default position what the problem is, where the issue is, is older buildings that have the older bylaws that said no pets. Mm. But I wonder if what they're trying to do is, if, say, there's a vote in one of those buildings to say, you know, just about the issue of pets, maybe they're saying, well, even in those buildings that don't allow pets, mm. with a new vote, you've got to have 75% to say that we don't allow pets. Yeah. And if you don't get 75%, then you have to allow pets. I wonder if that's what they're trying to do. Well, obviously they want things, they're trying to get things to change. But, you know, even in the buildings that we're talking about, um, one of them, they had a vote on that bylaw to change the bylaw. And they got 50, just over 50% of people said they wanted pets. So mm. I suppose in the, under those circumstances... Then suddenly they will be allowed pets, I guess, with that vote. Yeah, but it's kind of, they, they've got to unwind, they would have to unwind the bylaws and say, mm. this bylaw is now rescinded and you've yeah. got to start again. I can't yeah. see that happening. No, and in the other building where they don't allow pets, I think they recently had a vote and it was over 80% said we don't want pets. So obviously that bylaw would stay. Yeah. You know, so, but uh, it's hard to see how, how it can work really, but... And the thing is, as we know, it's not 75% of owners, it's 75% of people who bother to turn up at a general meeting mm. or send a proxy. Mm. So, But then the issue of pets does galvanise people, I think, to go along. I mean, people feel very strongly either way. Yeah. One of the correspondents to the Flat Chat website recently said, you do get a lot of people, a lot of investors saying, we want to have pets in the building because they see it as a way of increasing the rents because they there's mm. more competition for the rent but they say they're not the ones who have to live with animals in the building they're mm. not the ones who have to live with the barking dogs mm. so it kind of seems i don't know it's i quite liked the view that the 
one of the original misguided members at NCAT who said that pets couldn't be banned mm. said it would seem unreasonable not to have buildings where there were no pets allowed. Like some people just do not want to live in a, the same building as animals. Mm. And these people, are, I mean, you got to give yeah, human beings priority mm. over animals. And he was saying that maybe the smaller buildings could have the no pets bylaw, but for big ones, really big ones, several hundred units, it's just mm. totally unreasonable. Yeah, absolutely. And then those small ones that did ban animals, you know, maybe the value of those apartments would rise because of they'd be a bit, bit rarer, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. And um, it would be an exclusive community who all knew that they were on the same wavelength. Right. And then it would be a happier community, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I, as you know, I'm pro-pet, but I'm also pro-democracy. Pro yeah, and people being able to choose. I mean, if you go into an apartment block that doesn't allow pets and then suddenly the bylaw gets changed and maybe you're in that building because you have allergies and things mm. and the bylaw gets changed then it's kind of really you know turned your life upside down sure and um, i think it's interesting with this petition because i think the people who are running it have had a lot of people phone them up and tell them personal stories and in those stories there have been some really heartbreaking ones of people who've moved into buildings which allowed pets yeah. with their pets and then the building has retrospectively voted to ban pets. And those people have had to move back out again. Really? And one person bought an apartment planning to go and live there in his retirement. So he yeah. bought it as an investment for a few years, then yeah. planned to go there. He's got a pet and it was pet friendly. And then it voted to be um, not pet friendly. So right. he can't go there and live in his retirement with his dog after all. Wow. So, I mean, you know, he's still got an investment, but he can't ever go and live there, which was always his dream. Yeah. So, it's really hard. People get caught either yeah. way, really, yeah. I suppose. And when we had a case on the website a couple of years ago of a woman who was buying into an apartment block and and it was pet-friendly because she got a cheap strata search done. She didn't get a thorough forensic strata search done. She didn't realise that they were actually in the process of changing the bylaws. So between her pet buying the apartment and moving in, it mm. went from pet friendly to no pets. Wow. Yeah. It's really hard. And it's it's about how well a building is run a lot of the time, isn't it? I mean, people will get nervous that there might be lots of barking dogs. Mm. If a building is badly run, then it might well be that that would happen. But if a building is well run, yeah. then it's unlikely that would happen because they would um, stamp down on those owners who do have barking yeah. dogs and insist that they do something about them. And what people don't realise, a lot of people don't realise, is it's actually in the Strata Act. There are a couple of sections that deal specifically with pets that have been allowed but proved to be a nuisance later on. It's mm. written in the law. Yeah. It's not just something you've got to find some loophole somewhere. It's mm. actually there that you are allowed to, if a, if a dog specifically becomes a nuisance you, you can, can remove it you can remove it yeah. yeah which is far more power than you'd have in a in an actual house in a freestanding house my parents don't like pets <clears throat> and they were living in a house in the blue mountains opposite a house that had loads and loads of dogs yeah <laughs> and then the people next door to them got a dog and yeah. then the people the other side of them got two dogs yeah. and suddenly they were surrounded by barking all the time and there was very little they could do about yeah. it 
Whereas mm. if they were in that situation in an apartment, yeah. they could do an awful lot. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, when we come back, we're going to listen in to the podcom. We're going to have a snatch of that. I'm guessing that most of the people who listen to this podcast have listened to Hyperbole Towers. But if you haven't, we'll give you a little taste after Just this. Just a sneak peek. Sneak, sneak listen. Sneak listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's after this. And we're back. So anybody who's been keeping an eye on the Flat Chat website or listening to this podcast for the past few weeks will know that we've been working on what we call a podcom, a podcast sitcom. It's set in an apartment block and uh, we called it Hyperbole Towers. And uh, we're just here's a, here's a little scene, which is where um, one of the characters is this old class warrior. He's a... A bloke from the the sixties, really, who for whom nobody has ever left wing enough, and he's talking to the building manager about proposals for a day spa in <laughs> the building. Elsewhere in Hyperbole Towers. In the bin room, to be precise, Joe's phone rings. Ah, capitalist South Korean crap. I should have gone to Huawei. Hello? Ah, oh, hang on. Wait, wait till I put these newspapers down. Ah, recycling, Joe. Good to see. In the old days, I would have used these to make paper mache effigies of political leaders. Why? Oh, so I could burn them at a demo. <laughs> Menzies, Howard, Hawke, Whitlam, they all went up in smoke. Oh, very creative, yet destructive. Oh, man, you should have seen my Keating. Nose like a furnace flew. Yeah, I could never quite get the five o'clock shadow, though. Wrong shade of grey. So about this day spa? Bring it on. I couldn't give a toss, as long as they pay rent and keep the levies down. Power to the people. Yeah, hang on. How did you know I was recycling? A public-spirited bloke like you, what else would you be doing? Yeah, right. Much later that very same day, but late at night, Charlie is trying to make out a ghostly image on her portable laptop computer screen. The image is not of an actual ghost because they don't exist. Hi, Damien. Can you see me? Clear as day. I can't see you. I'm here. Video on. Oh, I can just see a kind of outline of a head. Have you tried turning up the brightness? Yes. The contrast? Yes. Uh, oh, maybe I should put my light on. That might help. Oh, oh my God. I didn't need to see that. I, I'm sorry. Sorry. I forgot. I, I, I didn't mm. expect to be standing up. Okay. About the cafe space? Yes. Here's my alternative plan. You're going to love this. A virtual ice rink, 3D glasses, and an espresso martini margarita bar. It's skating without all falling down. Well, apart from the margaritas. What do you think? Terrific. And where can I see this? Is there a website? That's the beauty of it. No website. It doesn't exist anywhere. Totally fresh. Okay. Right. Leave that with me. Meanwhile, what's your position on the day spa? If it's going to get in the way of my virtual ice rink or the hot house incubator hub, I'm against it. It's 1am in the morning and a slightly drunk Steve is parking his car in his parking space in the car park when the screen on his smartphone lights up. 
Hello. Hello, Steve. Hi, Alfie. Jeez, are you on overtime? Late dinner. Oh, some accountancy, mates. <laughs> Takes longer to split the bill than it does to eat the food. About the cafe space. Oh, really? You want to talk about that now? We're both busy men. Okay. So, if this was a... Yeah, you know. I know everything. Residence discount, do you think? I'm sure that could be arranged. Oh, then I'm in. They won't want to rub us up the wrong way. <laughs> get, get it? <laughs> rub, rub us up? Yeah, Steve, very droll. Oh, and you seem to be parked over the line. Hmm? Might want to straighten that out before someone complains. It's funny how different people have responded to the... Uh, the podcom different people go oh, I, I i really identify with that character i really identify or, or <laughs> i recognize that character mm. you know and uh, just to be clear all of these characters are totally fictional and none of them have any bearing on anybody in your life or mine but you know i had a a, a woman write to me just today saying that she really identified with amber who is the uh, massage therapist <laughs> She just liked the fact that she, she was straight, you know, no BS, just said it as she saw it. Yeah, she's probably the most sensible together well, person on the show, wasn't she? Probably, yeah. Mm. Yeah, she knew what she wanted and she knew how to get it. Yep. <laughs> yes, if you think you can hear an engine running in the background, it's actually our cat purring. Um, after this, we're going to talk about whether or not people should get paid for being on strata committees. And we are back. And Sue, do you think people should get paid for being on a strata committee? Oh, I think it's a really difficult question because the trouble with many strata committees is you tend to get people who have nothing else in their lives yep. in some cases. Mm -hmm. Or you get older people with, with lots of time on their hands. Or you get young people who maybe don't have any work and don't have much experience of life. Mm. And some of the people, you, you obviously want a really good cross-section. You want all those people, but you also want some really great, well-qualified people who tend to be quite busy. Yes. And you might attract them if you pay a little for their time. Yes. But then you don't want people to come on the committee just so they can make some money. That's right. It's a really difficult thing because people do spend a lot of time on committees and they don't get any recompense from, from it. Yeah. And, Sometimes you think it would only be fair if they just got a small amount of money that would, you know, say we appreciate your efforts. Well, certainly in New South Wales, you're allowed to pay uh, committee members retrospectively. Like at the end of this, the year, you can say, well, you know, you've done a lot of work. Here's some money to, to compensate. Although I have heard of a case of a gentleman who is quite a high-powered lawyer who was chairman of his strata committee and who expected to be paid twenty thousand dollars every year <laughs> well and you know then that, and i think at that point where somebody's saying this is my expectation that at the end of this year you will pay me you know that large amount of money that sounds awfully like it's not retrospective anymore this mm. is almost like it's a contractual arrangement mm. and when somebody brought this up um the person went ballistic you know like i'm a trained lawyer and i'm giving you all my wisdom and all my time etc etc which may well have been true but he's protecting his investment as well yeah yeah mm -hmm. my feeling is if people have done some kind of course 
in well, strata management, I suppose, would be the thing, and, and being on a co- committee so that they have the basics of strata law. Once they've done that, yeah, then you can pay them. But mm. if they've just been elected and set up this expectation that they will get paid, well, no, you, you've got to do a bit more than turning up at a meeting. Sure. And, I mean, in a perfect world, everybody in a building has a go at being on the strata committee for a year or so. Mm. And they all do it open-heartedly and happily, knowing that it's about their investment and the investment of the community around them. I suppose, you know, in most buildings, some people just get elected onto the committee and stay there because other people don't want to come or they're not able to get on. Mm. And, um, you know, it's a very unpure form of democracy, really. (laughs) (laughs) Imperfect. I think or impure. Or impure. I would have called it dirty democracy. So maybe you could have like a jury duty. Like you, yeah. you know, you get a letter at two weeks before the AGM and say, "You, it's your turn to be on the committee." <laughs> There's something to be said for that. But then, on the other hand, if somebody really resents being on the committee, they could come on and cause all sorts of havoc. You know, you think of someone like say. Donald Trump, US <laughs> presidency or something. Yeah. It could really ruin everybody else's efforts for the previous few years. Yeah, maybe it's not such a good idea. Yeah. But in theory, it's a great idea, really. Or maybe maybe you put your name forward and one seat on the committee every year is, is drawn out of a hat. So you don't necessarily oh, yeah. have to get elected. Yeah. I guess you all have to agree to that system beforehand. And agree that you'll abide by the result. I think you'd probably have to change the law. <laughs> to be, it didn't matter what people would ag- agree to. Um, mm. I think you have to. There is a very strict uh, set of rules for around elections to committees. Mm. But yeah, I mean, if you had really great qualified people on, they might be able to save the building an awful lot of money as well. Mm. So you kind of think, well, maybe it's a, a payment that's that's well made. Mm. I think so. When we come back, we're going to be talking about our Haymathas for this week. That's after this. And we're back. And Jimmy, what's your Haymartha for the week? Well, we were talking before about the petition for uh, to change the law on pets. Mm. And I hadn't realised that the, the law on petitions has been changed. Yes. So the people, the, the pro-pet people have a petition online and apparently the rules are that you've got to get 20,000 signatures plus it's got to be sponsored by an MP who will stand up in the house should you get enough signatures and propose the legislation or the change to legislation. So uh, I didn't even know this happened but you were saying that this is quite a new thing. Yeah absolutely this pets petition is the first e-petition ever to be allowed so they managed to change the law to, to allow them. Because of COVID, I guess, it's actually quite hard to circulate paper petitions and they might carry COVID. Oh, right. <laughs> so um, an e-petition is, seems like an excellent idea. But isn't it funny that we live in 2020 and we haven't had e-petitions to the New South Wales Parliament before? Hmm. I don't know if the Victorian Parliament or the Queensland Parliament allow them. I'm not sure. Possibly not. Um so. No, I don't. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, people have been writing recently saying we should have a royal commission into strata managers, and that's not going to happen uh, because, well, the royal commissions tend to be on much more significant things, even and though broader, I suppose. Broader, yeah. And strata managers are very specific, and it's just people who've just had a bad run with their strata manager who are interested. But if you did want to get 
the law changed on strata managers, this is how you do it. You start an online petition. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, I guess the hardest thing is to publicise it. Yeah. I guess you can get it publicised on Facebook pages and mm. on Instagram mm. and Twitter yep. and That's where using the social media. That's where online people live, or mm. even in the Flat Chat website, which Absolutely. we did. And seeing if Jimmy would retweet it, maybe, for you. Well, there you go. It's happened. I think the last time I looked, they'd gone up over 3,000. Well, they're over 5,000 now. Wow. Mm. Right. They could actually make it, couldn't they? Just a bit. Yeah, I think so, because they've only been up about a week so far. So 5,000. And as you as you realise, that they can increase exponentially. Yeah. As, as more and more people sign it, then it yeah. goes out into more and more channels. It goes viral. Yes. Well, you never yeah. know. <laughs> now we know what that really means. <laughs> yes, that's right. So what have you got? Oh, mine is much more down to earth, really. I, we're planning a bathroom renovation, and um, we didn't know where to start, like a lot of people, I, I assume. Happily, we've got a great friend who who's really keen on renovations, mm. who adopted us and took us out shopping. And in the course of that shopping, we realised that there's probably about 100, at least, decisions you have to make on a bathroom renovation. Yeah. From the materials, from yeah. the finishes, from the designs, from the different objects. I mean, it's The kind of sinks. Yeah, the types of taps, the types of toilet Baths. roll holder. Oh, my God, it goes on and on. Mm. I never realised there were that many bathroom accessories in the world before. So, yes, we've kind of not got much closer, but we're kind of trying now. And yeah, it's good to have a, a friend who knows. overwhelming, isn't it? Oh, and I think it's so easy to be overwhelmed. It's great yeah. to have a friend who's really into it and who can guide you along the way. Mm. And hopefully it won't be the end of a great friendship. <laughs> I can understand why people... The first thing we did, we spoke to one of these big bathroom renovation companies and the guy came around and had a look. And, and he was a bit shocked because he thought the fact that he had been asked to come and have a look meant that they were getting the job. I just wanted you know, to find out what his ideas were. But they were doing things like 3D glasses. So they would take their designs, their graphics people would put it together, and you'd go to their offices and put on these... Virtual reality virtual glasses. Virtual reality, not 3D glasses. Yes. The little <laughs> red and green thing. The, the virtual reality glasses and be able to walk into your bathroom as it would be oh, once it had been renovated. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah. But, but then presumably they have to they pay quite a bit to actually make it like that. Yeah. So you, you maybe have to... added on. Yeah, you probably have to commit before they they do that. But that is a great idea. Yeah. But it's, it's funny because um, <clears throat> our friend went through shops and stuff with us and said, what do you like, what do you not like, and tried to narrow it down that way, which was mm. a good way to do it. Mm. And that helps stop you getting quite so overwhelmed. Yes. But yes, to anybody out there who's ever done a bathroom renovation as well. Or thinking about it. Yes. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's uh, that's it for this week. Thank you so much, Sue, again, for Great, chatting Jimmy. with us. And thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Flat Chat Wrap podcast. You'll find links to the stories and other references on our website, flat-chat.com.au. And if you haven't already done so, you can subscribe to this podcast completely free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. Just search for Flat Chat Rap with a W, click on subscribe, and you'll get this podcast every week without even trying. Thanks again. Talk to you again next week.